0: welcome to your personal growth personal brand podcast i'm your host andrew biernan i interview grow getters just like you who overcome adversity thirst for progress and have a powerful message to share you'll see how personal growth means getting a handle on your past and while your personal brand is the key to your future what's going on grow getters i'm joined today by tanya she is a writer, a passionate storyteller, and a lover of life. Tanya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Got it. So, Tanya has just released a brand new book. It is absolutely skyrocketing up the rankings. Uh, so, it just became, she's holding it up right now in the video. Uh, so, it's called The Golden Virtue, um, The Golden Virtue Revealed. Um, unveiled, 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 yeah. um, and it's one of the most beautiful covers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is an absolute rock star. So she's here to chat with us a little bit today. We're here to kind of learn, absorb, um, and we're going to talk about the book today. We're going to talk about uh, kind of health, some of her personal journey, uh, and some of the kind of spiritual awakening that she's kind of been through. So let's um, let's start with maybe everything that came kind of before the book before before you started creating and making and now seeing this great success, um, there were some challenges that you had to go through. So, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you went through a a health crisis in a sense um, before you could have some of your major breakthroughs. I guess, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I guess it's been a long journey before this unveiling of my own into the writing process. Um, but when I was about 30 years old, uh, roughly, kind of a cliche, but um, I started to hit rock bottom and uh, life started kind of unraveling quite quickly for me into a health crisis. Um, I had multiple ailments and diseases, um, the biggest being Lyme's disease and all of the, um, you know, repercussions that come with that. I had found out and was diagnosed with a brain tumour. I had eye carcinoma, I had multiple other autoimmune diseases, and um, second stage osteoporosis at that point. So I was just not in good shape. Um, And it was really difficult for me because in that time, um, Lyme's disease was not really widely recognized and... um, perhaps even quite shunned upon when spoken about, belittled even, um, and made you feel small in the process. And it was very difficult to find treatment. Hence, I was misdiagnosed with multiple incorrect diagnoses for about four years, which me into a catastrophe of um, just my diseases and ailments were stacking because I couldn't find the treatment and I was inoculating myself. With anywhere from 40 to 60 pills a day, I was taking about three to five injections a day, all in the mercy of the hand in which fed them to me because I was in desperation to seek and find treatment for the unknown in which I was Treating, I didn't know what I was even treating, so I was in I was in a I was in a redundant loop, and I couldn't find that that light out of that tunnel. And um, it wasn't until I hit rock bottom in terms of the emotional crisis that I fell into, because I'm a very productive person, I'm very ambitious, and I'm very much a lover of life, as you mentioned. And um, I felt that I slowly my circumstances were robbing me of everything that I, I, I was. And um, that light had taken away that, that light that I once had, you know, was taken away. um, And that dark void that I fell into became the biggest um, detrimental, um, you know, cause of a lot of other effects and um, I had to find another way out because um, the, the world that we live in, um, the industries uh, that I sought help from, were not guiding me in the right direction. And, um, and the more that happened, the more desperate I became. And it wasn't until I started um, pleading, literally, um, right. to whomever, because at that point, with that darkness, I had lost a lot of faith. Um, And I was, I'm I'm not, I wouldn't say I was the most religious person, but I, I, I believed in something bigger than, than self. And at that point I no longer did. And it wasn't until my son, my angel Gabriel had um, found me in a pretty, not nice state. Um, And he, he spoke some words of wisdom to me very naturally and innocently and basically inspired me to shift my perspective and to stop giving my power away because all the power that I ever needed was within. And that was in that time of darkness was a huge light that went off for me. And it came from the mouth and the embodiment of a very innocent young boy. And I actually looked at that innocence and took it as a light because that was nature to me. That felt like a natural, um, Sharing of information, and from that point on, I went into the other side of healing. So I went into alternative medicines. I went into breathwork. I went into yoga. I went into healing. I went into. He told me to tap into everything I loved and and find myself again. So the arts, um, dancing, nature, hiking, all of these types of things. Because he said, the more you tune in and the more you engage in the internet and the more you go to doctors, the more you go to treatments, the more you go to these clinics, all you're doing is confirming to the universe that you are sick. Mm -hmm. And that really rang with me because I was like, you're absolutely right. And then he spoke about if, if everything is energy, then you're attracting that energetically. And my son at that time, I think, was about eight years old. And I was just like, wow. I'm uh, I'm engaging in the wrong dialogue in life here, and I need to tune in and tap into whatever magic he is because he, he's got it right. And it took me a minute because um, all I could feel was the aches and the pains of my ailment, but slowly the light in that in that pivot, I began to see the light, and um, my entire life changed dramatically quickly. The second I decided to look in a different direction. And it was fascinating because um, until you do it, you can't believe it. Words are very empty until they're experienced. And um, and it wasn't until I started experiencing my thought that they started to manifest a very different reality for me. And that was very powerful. So I um, started I, to see... Can I pause you for yeah. a sec? Yeah.
0: So you know i'm just kind of you know following the storyline and it's like the the number of ailments that are stacked against you right and and need to be diagnosed or figured out or discovered you know and they're all giving off these different signs these different signals these different problems um and you're kind of just stuck in the midst of all this ping-ponging around the medical system um Literally. Yeah. Like let's just go from one specialist to this yeah. specialist and go over here yeah. and get this test and that test. And you're waiting yeah. on all these things in between. And meanwhile, you're miserable and falling apart. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess, I guess if you're comfortable with this, can we kind of step into some of those darker moments, um, yeah. in the sense of like, like, what was it like? What did it, what did it feel like? What was your day to day like, and what did it used to be. And then, you know, and then how did it get worse?
1: So my, um, I'm not so good at showing weakness, so that was hard for me. That was probably the hardest point. And I'm not good at not being available, especially when it comes to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really difficult for me because sometimes I was so um, crippled in pain that it was physically unbearable to stand, uh, to be awake, or even at some point even be alive. Like It was just really difficult from the brain fog. The um, amount of toxicity I had in my brain um, from the Lyme disease and then the pressure from the brain tumor, um, my brain capacity dropped staggeringly very quickly you know, so I spent a lot of my times on IVs. I went, you know, I was in scans for brain tumor, like just, it was constant, like, you know, in and out of clinics, my veins collapsed. I had no more, more room on my, like, I I mean, I was completely penetrated everywhere for treatment. And there was a lot of disparity because I had gone to what the world would classify the top in the industry, the top doctors, the top healers, the top uh, physicians. And when you're, Paying the amount of money that I did. And I was fortunate to to have that security, but I had no results. And whatever results I did have were very momentarily. And then I hit a wall, and the wall I hit was even harder because the mentality that I was morphing into, because the hope that I had in that moment and that one person, and oh my goodness, he's the best. This is the guy. This is the answer. But when I was slapped with, again, hitting a wall. I I became smaller and smaller and smaller. My light dimmed and dimmed and dimmed. And I started to really get into a bad funk, I'd say mentally. um, And I held it to myself. And I'm a very internal, um, private person. And it's very um, not in my character to express too much to other people. So I was pretty much in in my own little world, drowning, um, trying to grasp any type of surface that I could. And, you know, that's why when my son came in um, and spoke to me in that dark, dark moment, I was really giving up. And he was exactly what I needed in that time where probably I would have given up most hope and probably cascaded even further. Um, And it was it was from him onwards that I started to get. And I didn't notice it right away. I didn't understand what was happening right away because I was in a funk. I was in a haze. Everything was blurry. The brain fog, uh, the confusion, the anger of not, uh, the anger of, first of all, even spending so much money for healing and having no result that would stick yeah. except for, and then I finally found one clinic in, in New York uh, called Innovative Medicine who actually looked at me as a human being in my complete totality, not just a number, not just a protocol, not just a treatment that treated everybody the same. It was like, who is Tanya Mergel Sabotic? What are we dealing with? What are her, what's her past? What's her dramas? What is she holding on to? What is she as an energetic being? And they treated me as a whole person. And then I started to have that shift along with my son who inspired me. And then I would just have all these like universal whisperings of like people coming to me and just dropping a line. And I'd be like, oh, wow, why Why was that just said to me? But I started to develop an awareness that I never had before. And that came with that little trinket of light. And then it just started to grow this this light and that that narrow path started to expand again. And I started to, to really come on board and listen to all these, what I later understood as synchronicities guiding me to the internal self. But the thing that happened to me that was the most incredible experience that I ever had is all those experiences that I had in the external material form of self in healing were ultimately pushing me back to my internal self. Because I could not find any external healing. I didn't even have the feeling of external love and support and comfort. Whether it was there or not, I, I didn't receive it well. Mm. And that was because I was dying inside. Literally, my spirit was dying and I was really disconnected. And therefore, I disconnected from my external self in the world that I lived. So um, I understand and I have so much compassion for, for illness and people that are suffering any ailment or depression or, um, sickness, uh, Disparity and most of all the disconnect. But it wasn't until I understood that I was so disconnected from my entire self, the the humanity of myself, the the, all the parts of myself—mind, body, soul—with spirit. And I was so living. I was so much in the density of my body because the pains, the aches, and the illness kept me so much in my body. I couldn't think. When people are like, "Oh no, you have to raise your consciousness. Oh, you have to believe in this." Right, but yeah,
0: if you keep getting pulled pulled back, pulled back, pulled back. I'm
1: in my body. I'm like, I can't because I can't even the pain is so antagonizing that I can't raise my thought above the pain because it's holding me. It's keeping me prisoner in that pain or Mm. in the anguish. And, you know, whether it's constantly vomiting or passing out or. Uh, the, the the pain from the you know the rheumatoid arthritis or the osteoporosis like it just it didn't matter I would even break out into sores and blisters all over my face like it was endless it was every day and then I started to realize that I was so disconnected from my body and from my from my spirit that my thoughts were entrapping me in a pattern and And then I started to, alongside with my son and alongside with that clinic and a few other universal whisperings that I really tuned into, I started to say, okay, everything that I have been doing up until this moment has not been working. What am I missing? What have I been not doing to get me out of this, this, this hole that I'm in? And I had nothing else to lose. So I started to listen to my son. I started to listen to those people that came on board. And they're like, you've given all your power away. You have completely surrendered to your sickness and you have become this disease. You are a disease and that death is inside of you because you have allowed it and you have signed up for it. So I when I decided to try something new, I I tried to get out of the dialogue of being sick. And I tuned into that higher state of being and um, started to gravitate towards um, a different approach. And I started to listen to my body, I started to listen to what was aggravating the symptoms of all of these ailments. I started to change my diet. I started to meditate more. I started to go quiet and turn inward because I wasn't finding the, um, the comforts I needed to heal at a mental state to then change the thought around my diseases and around life itself. So all of these uh, things started to pivot and inspire a new way of being. And, um, That was a big opening for me. And in that process, in that inward journey, I actually found myself through discernment and I I started to connect with the nature of my essence, the nature of me, the nature of being human, my place as being human in the world. I never even asked questions like that, except for when I was quite young, but I came out of that, um, you know, as life.
0: Right. Almost like it's taught out of you.
1: Yeah. Right. He, but yeah. life wasn't so kind anymore. You know, you you come off you 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 become removed from such uh, beautiful dialogues and then the dialogues just become a redundancy of what you know your 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 patterns keep creating through the cycles of cause and effect. So I started to to ask questions again and in that asking in that silence and when i turned inward i started hearing i started hearing the nature the the true essence of that, that voice within me speaking and it became my guiding force and i really tuned in and i listened and i was guided into a complete unveiling of not only who i am but who i am in this world and the essence of being human and the essence of you know, this life on earth and how to navigate it through a higher state of consciousness and through an awareness and through actively being engaged in the direction and the dialogue and the narrative in which I am creating my life story with. And in that dialogue, it became an exchange, a give and take uh, situation, um, with spirit, with the universe. And I really, um, found love within myself. And it wasn't until I found that true love within myself in the union with spirit that I really became that beacon of love outward. Um, and I was always a very loving person, very charismatic, but I didn't understand that the true definition of pure love. And that happens internally first before it can come outward. And, and then from there, everything started to become beautiful and the ugliness started to fade away. And the dialogue in my life and the narrative really quickly uh, changed because I found peace within myself and my life started to ref- reflect this peace. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in that, I was met once again with this creative life force energy that I had a long time ago. I think we all have it. I don't think we all have it. Um, but I was in tune with that when I was quite younger. I was an artist uh, from my younger years And um, I had a little bit of a veil drop on that um, for a big gap in my life, a big portion of my life. And it was a very painful time because I really loved the arts and it was a form of an expression for me. And it was, for me, the arts and the world of art and being able to fully express, I mean, there was nothing more beautiful. And I really admired the artists that I, you know, that we all have in our society as pillars, the ones that are, are trying to express themselves. And I know we limit the, the, the world of arts to, you know, the visual arts or to sculpting or literature, but I think everything in the term of, in terms of our natural essence, creating is a form of art. Whether you're a gardener, whether you're a parent, it doesn't matter. It is a form of art. It's a form of expression, um, but mine came back online when I decided when I tuned inward and I became quiet and i I, I, I stopped engaging into the noise and the chaos that was that I was identifying with and that it, I was completely only identified with the personality of myself and not not the internal self and the personality was not even, built upon the foundation of my nature of my essence it was built upon the constructs of the society in which i've grown up into so this started to shift and that became and then i started to see oh wait a second i am the target for my divine plan but i was not aware of it so i was not magnetizing to me what what needed to unfold before my eyes to witness to become comfortable in the nature of my own essence and then when i decided to to really harness and cultivate practice around prayer prayer meaning communion with spirit not necessarily asking for something but actually really tuning in and having a relationship with self. We give so much of our time to all of our relationships, but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you start to cultivate this beautiful, um, intimate relationship with self, I mean, you understand, like I understood very quickly that I am that doctrine. I am that sacred script that I've been seeking and reading about from all of our past ages. It lives within inside of all of us and it's there. We are that story of our own life for us to unfold. And when I tuned into this, uh, my creative forces came back in and I just started getting this influx of creative inspiration, uh, divine inspiration and what was once a resistance to me because i was off my path became a very natural flow and i was in creator mode and i i departed from that survival mode hence sure. the journey from darkness into the light
0: yeah so i mean really really fascinating as far as the internal changes that happened for you um and and you're you're brought to this state because of external things because of your body your body bringing you to this down downward state uh and then your solutions are all body focused all all in a sense spinning you deeper and deeper into that spiral right. um and so now you're you're kind of in a sense moving out of that space not necessarily through your body but more through of that inward inward look of the inward inward experience and so i'm kind of curious um you know and and I do want to have I do want to dive into like the book a little bit more too um but I guess on 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 this piece really quick, can you talk about what happened to your body throughout this experience now that you're changing inside how is your body reflecting that what happened after that
1: um so my body actually just started to naturally regenerate and heal um so i I actually. <laughs> Through my process and through a lot of um, new found ways of healing, I was able to understand that our the intelligence of our body is there for us to utilize, navigate, and direct. So I actually started having direct conversations I know, you know, with my body, and I would ask for the healing and regenerations. I would command it. So um, I had a tremendous problem with, you know, my stomach or my gut or my, you know, my brain tumor. And um, not only would I send myself love, which we ne- which I never did, I, and I know a lot of people don't, I would have a dialogue with myself, no different than anybody that I love, saying that I love you Um and I welcome you to heal. I'm grateful for you to heal. And I started to get into this dialogue with myself. And my body was responding extraordinarily quickly to the point where even some of the people that were helping me in the medical world, let's say, were like, what What are you doing? Because your healing is exponentially quickening. And it was me being actively engaged in that process intentionally and consciously and my body started to heal and slowly what what would be like for an example i would have breakouts of blisters or sores or um the spasms with certain um you know arthritis what would happen every two days or every week would happen you know it would start to subside and it would be you know once every you know two weeks and once every month and then it just slowly started to come down and I'll never forget that time where I had a six months lapse between any inflammation, pain, agony, or outbreak for six months, and I remember I marked it on my calendar and I cried on that six month mark because it didn't come back, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is yeah. this is real, it's happening, and it's a, it's an engagement and it's a relationship with self that you embark on, um, and and that through the will of your desire to heal." it's very powerful when you come on board in that process because most of the time we're disengaged. And for an example, me at one point, and I stopped taking, I stopped all my medication. I had thyroid medication. I have hypothyroidism. I haven't touched it. And everyone's like, do not come off your medication because you can, it can really hurt you. And I did, I came off of all my medication and that took me about a few months. So from, from being on about 60 pills from medical to supplements, four or five injections, IVs every single week. I stopped everything, and to this day, I don't take anything. My 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 healing comes from nature and from you know what is natural. Of course, I'm very cognizant of what I put into my system because that is part of the healing it's part, process. It's part of the process,
0: yeah. It's part of the healing or the destroying process, depending what exactly. you're doing. Uh, exactly, for sure. Well, and it, it's really interesting that you, you kind of brought the idea of like and it starts commanding your body, telling your body what to do. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a it's a very interesting place because like you know, science in many ways hasn't hasn't caught up to that. Mm-hmm. Um but we recognize it. We see it in these funny ways in these other places, or we see with these miraculous changes in people. And yeah. we say oh, that's impossible, that can't happen, but it did. But we also see that that in like the placebo effect, right, where when we are believing something, when we are, in a sense, fully invested in in a change or in pushing something through in in our body or our minds, it just it happens. Um, And so I know, you know, with the placebo effect, sometimes we we have to be tricked into it. Um, But for you. You, you walked into it with your eyes open, um, yeah. is, as you, you walked into this with a, with a plan with a, this is what's going to happen. This is, Hey, hey body, this is what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so, so you've been on this incredible journey of healing. Um, I mean, and, I, and I've known people that have had, you know, Lyme disease and, and had it go undiagnosed. Um, and I mean, it's, it can be incredibly problematic. I, I had a friend of mine actually who had Lyme disease uh, and he had a secondary tick-borne disease, and. Um, they were unable to diagnose it for years. Um, He ended up having like a spinal surgery because his body was just kept secreting too much uh, spinal fluid. And so he was having these massive headaches and all these other massive challenges where you're like, he was just basically bedridden for years. Yeah, um, it hits,
1: It's a neuro, it's a neurological nervous, ner, nervous, central nervous system disease. So it attacks your, your spine and your central nervous system. Yeah. That's why I mean, you become almost paralyzed in all aspects of being.
0: Yeah. Well, like one hundred percent, and like you can't—I got—I almost can't think of any—you know—worse disease than one that attacks the brain or the nervous system. You know, like it's just like so much there is just so critical. Um, yeah. and so so now you've been on this journey, you've you've experienced a lot personally, um, and then you started creating more, you started making more, you started tapping into that aspect of yourself a little bit, and use that use that word veil and unveiled a few times to kind of describe some of that process, um. And I guess, at what point did you say, I'm going to write about this, or I'm going to start writing? And then, then how did that transition into a book? I guess, tell me how you went from like this healing journey and now to being an author.
1: Um. So you know, long story short, I along my path, I came across a lot of like-minded people in the suffering and a lot of like-minded people who were seeking and um, trying to understand um, how to gain control of their life that they had lost. Usually that's what happens to us in these um, spiral, we spiral out of control and you you don't only just lose your health. You lose a lot of the life around you in the process of the, um, the disease. So um, I had a lot of people come to me because I was healing quite quickly. Um, I always had a very strongly optimistic perspective, even in the pain and the suffering Um, I just wouldn't have that diagnosis as my final or any diagnosis as my final. And um, I, so I was more on the, I wouldn't say the lighter side, but I was pretty optimistic about finding the way. And I, you know, in, in these rooms, in these clinics, when you're sitting there and you have a whole room of people we're all on IVs, all of us are pretty, um, you know, in rough shape and you end up becoming a community and a lot of people sharing stories and a lot of people leaning on each other. And that was a beautiful journey to witness, but I had, uh, my heart was broken quite, quite, my, quite often in those scenarios because, um, you just see the pain in, in the people and people losing their husbands or their wives because they've left them children. They can't take care of anymore because of the pain. Some of them are in wheelchairs, you know, it's in the central nervous system. So, I was just like, oh my goodness. And then I had people reaching out to me. I had people suicidal reaching out to me. i not wanting to live through the journey anymore. Asking and begging, like, how, do you, how, are you, how are you doing it? What are you doing? So I just had a lot of people, you know, feeding off of what I was doing and I was successful in. And then I just became, and I I was never, a, well, I, I was more of an introverted person. So I had a challenge um, connecting in terms of directing. I'm not a preacher. I don't like to preach because obviously my journey is different to somebody else's journey and what works for me may not work for someone else. But the one thing that I knew that did work ultimately was that I connected to myself. I connected to my divinity and more so to myself in totality. And I was no longer fragmented, living just in the body. And I was able to rise to the higher perspective of understanding how to navigate this. And this was very, very important and that I was sharing with people. So I started taking courses and I started going to people who were empowered, especially women um, who had a voice who came from hardship, who came from disease, who found that light on the other side. And I was studying and discerning um, the power that they were able to embody because it's one thing to have the power, but I was still very small in my voice. And that was the thing that I had always suffered in my life as I had a small voice and I was tired of that because I saw how many people could be helped and whether I could help one person, or you know a hundred people, I thought, wow, here I am. I see that this sickness has been gifted to me to have a higher understanding of how to heal, to then be a light for somebody else. Because if you're one light to one person, that one person can be a light to the next person next to them, and this becomes a chain reaction through our humanity. And I didn't want to just be, um, you know, this person that went through all of this and keep it to myself. Because I saw the power of community, I saw the power of communion. Uh, first of all, with self and divinity, and then self with other people, and that is the healing. There is that's that's the medicine, and and being alone in something is the death because you're silenced in it, and there's it. The silence does not take root in anything. It cannot grow and prosper into the light if it doesn't find its roots. So I I found that connection with. Um, with a a lot of people in the industry that have found their voice so I went into a lot of these courses I became uh, certified in so many techniques and and uh, programs and coaching and I don't know I have a lot of uh, certifications behind me but I keep them to myself because they're for myself it was more for me to build myself to build my voice um, for whatever my purpose may be and it Turns out that I'm a storyteller, so that's a big voice. <laughs> yep. uh, if it should go right, uh, of course. Um, so I, 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 I started um, acquiring all these techniques and embodying them. But what I realized in a lot of these programs is what they they were. Um, for me, they were fragmented. They were speaking of one part of something, and that was okay. But I wanted to embody the wholeness in which I experienced in my own journey, coming into the embodiment of being a whole in my humanity to then become a part of the whole within the humanity we live in. And that became the essence of my storytelling. And I think I was calling it unconsciously towards myself. And then it was through the courses that I was taking, I was writing and writing and writing. And I started having a lot of... um, exponential experiences i actually even went into some out-of-body experiences through some of my yoga and meditations and then i started what was called automatic writing and it just happened one day i was just writing and i just had this floodgate open and from that moment on i haven't really stopped writing um and it just was like this creative uh, reservoir opened up and for sure, I was calling in something greater than self and something to help to become a beacon of light for what I have learned. Again, whether it's for one person or a 100 or more, it doesn't matter. Um, I think we're all here to shine a little bit of our light in our own individual expression. And we all have an individual expression to share. Um, so I it's a calling and it's a desire to do so. But I hadn't fallen into that knowing that I had that desire to be that light until I I understood the darkness. And that's the beauty of going through the darkness because light is the brightest in the darkest moment.
0: Amen to that. Oh, amen to that. So yeah. looking at, you know, your your book now and and you kind of being um and, and I resonate with your story a lot is is kind of this in a sense sensitive spirit right where yeah. like you you're not creating for like grandiosity you're not doing this for like accolades or you know you're you're here for for first like first step was just finding yourself healing yourself figuring yourself out um and then and then the rest of this is now giving back right this is this is a helping and so you know a lot of people when they when they're in that state I think a lot of people have that kind of same sensitivity where they're like I don't want to be like spammy I'm not here to be a salesperson I'm not here to pitch right and so but at a certain point to transition from just being a creator to sharing your creation um, I think it's a very important part of the process for a lot of us and you know I think there's a way to do that well that's honoring to yourself and honoring to those that you're bringing that to so i guess for you how have you gone from kind of just creating for you to now stepping out and creating in the open creating for others in the hopes of helping others
1: um so first of all i think getting over or um making an alliance with the ego was probably my biggest thing it's like okay I'm very uncomfortable coming out <laughs> into the world. Yeah. It is not my forte. Um, I'm very happy staying in my four walls, and I would probably go a long way doing that in having you know a thousand books written and never seeing the world. Sure. But. I know that we are here for purpose and what has what I've been guided to through my own um, spiritual journey is that it is what I have experienced is meant to be shared because there are like minded scenarios and people that that need the help. And so number one surrendering to the process, surrendering to the fact that there is something bigger than self. And that we are here to share that. So when you remove yourself from the I, me, 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 and you become, and you move into the collective of our humanity, you, first of all, you see how small you are and your story, but you also realize that you're part of this collective. We are one whole collective in a totality. And we're here to contribute for the greater good of humanity. And, you know, to be the best version of self is is the process of giving and and when i moved into that state from the state of okay i'm this is my story and i'm writing for myself and i started to come outward it was unbelievable how fast the world started unraveling in a support system because you realize that oh wow like this is all very supported because we are one collective and we are all sharing the same experiences we all are doesn't matter what country, what color, what what religion, it doesn't matter. We are the same in essence in our humanity. The humanity within ourselves as an individual is the same as our everyone else in totality. So I that was the biggest part for me is getting over and saying, okay, ego, I see you, I hear you. I'm not gonna really accept your noise so much because. I'm, I'm here. I'm right now. I'm in the spirit self. I'm in the divine self. And if I move up into the higher states of consciousness and to the the vastness of being human in this universe, then my ego self is not so big in the personality and that, that, that the monkey brain and that chatter, it's going to quiet down a little bit. So I pushed that aside and I silenced that a little bit and I came out and then to come into the world and let's say marketing and, and putting this work out into the world, again, not my forte. So I hired the people who know how to do that work. And I asked them for guidance. And like you, who people who are very well-spoken, who are um, generally very educated in it, and who have navigated this world before, it's inspiring. And it's like, oh, if you take a little bit of everybody, all of a sudden you you develop this this natural um it's like a path unfolds for you. Mm. And you're, and until you put yourself into the world and surround yourself with beautiful people like yourself um, who are there to support and to cheer you on. no one, the world is, you're not going to have this magic happen. You have to put yourself out there. You have to allow yourself to be free and, and really trust the process. And I started to trust that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And the people that come along my path so naturally, and that connection is so easy, like with you, for an example, I'm like, this is it. I'm going to trust this relationship and I'm going to trust whatever comes out of it because this was a little bit more of my path unfolding for me. And I took it and I started to run with all these little bits and pieces and I formulated my own formula. And you know what? I don't know the result entirely. I don't know that it will be accepted, but I know this, that I have put out the work the way that I could, the best that I could have. And if it's not for you, then that's okay too. I accept that as well. And that's that.
0: I love it. That's such a great way to describe it, right? I, I love the idea of you know, you found these right people. The idea yeah. of who, not how, how am I going to do this? I don't know, I don't have the no, no. You found the right people, For right? People. Who, who is the person that can help guide me here? Yeah. And and then you found these little bits of people in a sense that kind of that become a part of you at the same time, right? Yeah. As, as you learn from other people, yeah, you adopt certain things from them. Yeah. And you're not gonna ever adopt someone's entire personality <laughs> or entire or entire knowledge base because to do that you lose yourself. And a lot of right. people do that, quite frankly. Right. Um, but you're you're finding these small pieces then kind of stick to you. And that kind of becomes the way that you show up in the world, the way that you're going to market, the way that you're going to promote, the way that you're going to get this message out. You make it yours. Now you own it. Um, and so I I absolutely love yeah. uh, that that description that just it just really resonates with me. It makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. And so you know looking at it now is in a sense you're you're now one of those people hopefully for others where they can kind of bring you in as a type of expert as someone that can come in and kind of share some of yourself and they can take that little bit and bring that along with them to open up that next phase of their own journey um so i guess quickly what is a what's a great opportunity that someone has to either work with you to buy the book i mean what would you recommend someone do that's maybe kind of stuck and just needs to take that next step
1: well, my book is available online, um, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble's Kobo. And uh, I am anticipating um, I should be launching a book club very, very soon. That will be um, uh, the information will be launched on my website, which is uh, com, and also on my Instagram page and my social media um, everything's under Tanya Mergel Sabotic, and I should be launching that. And, and that's an efforts to build a community because I, the one thing that I connected to in my journey and the, the, the greatest healing that I had was through community. So I'm, I would love to offer that back, uh, because the power of community and the power of union is the medicine.
0: Beautiful 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 what a perfect summary to the message today so friends i'll share as many of those links as i can in some of the in the show notes here so make sure you take a peek at those um tanya thanks again for being here thanks for being vulnerable and thanks for sharing this this journey and this story
1: thank you so much andrew you're always so amazing i love your energy thank you
0: What's going on, GrowGetters? Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit subscribe. This is going to automatically download the newest episodes for you, because let's be honest, you know this is your favorite show. It's also going to help this show get in front of more people. Subscribes are the biggest metric that they use in order to push this in front of a new audience. If you want to do me another huge favor, you can leave me a review. Let me know why you tune in. What's been intriguing for you lately? What have you been learning? In this most recent episode, what was something that stood out for you? Please leave that review. And thanks for being on this journey with me. Andrew hopes you have enjoyed this program.